This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone. Happy Thursday. Hope you're all having a great afternoon and a great end to your week. We are approaching a very, very exciting week ahead because of the National Day holiday. And we are very excited to share with you the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and all around the world. Coming up on today's show, we have a lot of UAE news happening right here in the heart of Sharjah and all around the world, starting with driverless taxis, because now you may be in for a free ride the uae is rolling out driverless taxis and people who want to try it out can go ahead and head into one for free yes but we're not done talking about uae news just yet because we're going to be telling you guys how smart technologies can detect crimes before they even happen now to me this looks like something out of a fortune telling movie yes I right know. <laughs> imagine that technology now can detect crimes before they even happen. That is crazy. Yes, indeed. In the world of apps, lots is happening as well as we discuss the digital app Sharjah. This is an application that has been making headlines everywhere because you can do so much through this simple app. You can pay for your parking fees, you can pay for fines, even electricity bills by just a couple of taps. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about Nokia. Yes, I said Nokia. <laughs> Nokia, it's been a while since anyone has talked about Nokia or any Nokia news, but Nokia has a new tablet. And after seven years, a seven year wait, Nokia has finally came out with it. And the question is of today is, was it worth the wait? Well, we will be getting into that in just a bit and tell you guys, and you tell us, <laughs> was it worth the wait? You know, speaking of old phones and the good old days of smartphones, we are actually gonna be talking about an online museum that is hosting 2,100 phones from the past. These phones, some of them go back to the year 1984. Can you imagine? Those weren't phones, those were bricks. <laughs> That's exactly why if you want to relive history, you got to stay tuned to our show today. We've got lots and lots in store for everyone. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. The latest tech talked. It's Future Talk. Pulse95. Dance when you're lunch with your friends at a party. What's your favorite song? Does it make you smile? Do you think of me when you close your eyes? Tell me what are you dreaming? Everything I want to know at all. Mm. I'd spend 10,000 hours and 10,000 more. Oh, if that's what it takes to learn that sweetheart of yours.
daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. My question to you, honey, today is, would you get into a driverless taxi if you had a chance? Well, um... <laughs> a free ride, to be uh, more specific. Well, you do know the saying, Honey, that I always like to go by. <laughs> if it's free, get as much as you can out of it. But the question is, would I get into a free driverless taxi? I think even if I had to pay for it or if it was for free, Omnia, mm-hmm. I personally would get into it. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so it's not a question of whether it's free or not. Just the fact that it's driverless, I should count you in. Yes, 100%. Because, you know, we're looking at driverless taxis being rolled out in Abu Dhabi as part of the pilot project for the new technology. And Omnia and I have been talking about, you know, stories relating to this for the longest time now. And finally, we're seeing it being rolled out right here in the UAE. And they're starting it off right here in the capital. Yes, indeed. Now, the region's first driverless taxi service is going to be launched this week. Actually, beginning of next week, to be more specific. And trials are going to be starting in Yas Island in Abu Dhabi. But a lot of people are excited to, A, get free trips to wherever they're headed next. But also to get to experience being in a car where you don't have a driver. Not only are you going to avoid conversations with drivers, but you're also going to get there in the fastest way possible since it's all being automated. Now, the driverless ride-sharing service is actually going to be a part of the G42 group, and it's going to be beginning this month with the goal of eventually rolling out this technology across the UAE. So it's starting out in the capital, but we should be expecting it in every emirate very soon. Yes, now the Department of Municipalities and Transport has also signed an agreement with Bayanat to lead the trial use of the autonomous vehicles. Now, Hassan Al-Hosseini, who was the CEO, did say that uh, at the launch of the new service taxi, that they will begin with five cars covering nine locations at Yas Island, which we do know is a popular entertainment destination in the capital. And then the first phase of the high-tech project will feature three electric and two hybrid self-driving vehicles that will be providing free transport services from hotels, restaurants, shopping malls, and even office offices at the Yas Mall. So they are giving you a, an initiative. It's a big initiative saying, hey, try it out for free. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the, the three electric cars and then two hybrid cars all autonomous. Yes, indeed. And just because things are free doesn't mean that our safety is optimized. They are carrying out comprehensive safety tests to make sure that these vehicles are operating in line, especially when it comes to traffic regulations, since we do know the biggest hurdle when it comes to implementing self-driving cars on normal roads is to make sure that the ethics are in place for it. So safety and regulations are always on at every step before they roll out these vehicles on all the roads. And they're very excited to see what the future is going to be looking like with driverless cars on the road. Now, these unmanned vehicles are also using a lot of geospatial data. So that basically means that they can basically map everything they can map the roads they'll know exactly which roads have a lot of traffic on them so that they can go ahead and avoid them they also have artificial intelligence capabilities energy consumption capabilities and will definitely help improve road safety since we do know the biggest percentage of car accidents that take place on the road are actually caused by human errors yes uh, you know sometimes uh, you know when i was getting my license mm-hmm. right yeah. A man told me something. Yes. He told me, mm. even if you are the best driver in the world, there's got to be people that around you on the street yeah. that don't know how to drive. <laughs> so act 
like nobody knows how to drive. True. Drive like nobody knows how to drive and they're all out to get you. I heard the same advice. You always have to expect other people's mistakes. Most of the time it's true. Yeah. You have to expect other people's mistakes because even if you're not the one causing the accident, you're still going to get into one. But we pray and hope that everyone is safe on the road and that we all have a blessed weekend. Hopefully accident-free, but lots and lots is still in store right here on the show. We're going to be coming back to talk all about how smart technologies right here in the UAE can detect crimes and even accidents before they happen. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about smart technologies today and how they can detect crimes before they even happen. And we're talking about that happening right here in the UAE. Now, an AI system does also make roads safer by reducing response time and reaching accident spots or emergencies. Now, the use of smart technologies such as AI has helped significantly reduce crimes in the UAE and make the roads safer due to the swift response to emergencies. Yes, indeed. And we always know that the UAE, especially the Emirate of Abu Dhabi and every other Emirate right here in the UAE, the one thing that makes it, honestly, one of the best places to live in across the world is the aspect of safety. I think it was marked as either the safest country in the Arab world or the second safest country in the world altogether. Yes, uh, we were, I do believe, uh, Omnia, we were in the top three and the yep. top one in the Middle East in the Arab world. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe top two yes. in the world. So, yes. you know, obviously... I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. And this is exactly why safety is actually established right here in the UAE, because we've got technology and artificial intelligence implemented to help detect crimes before they happen, Mm -hmm. to prepare for the disaster before it even occurs. And this has actually led to a huge improvement in safety and security ever since Abu Dhabi police and different police uh, stations across the UAE have introduced AI into their system. So the operation room that the police operate through is Mm -hmm. powered by artificial intelligence. They've integrated all the sensors and the cameras around the city to cover almost 85% of the infrastructure with AI. They've also put together all the different information that are gathered by the systems to detect and control crimes and activities threatening the safety of the citizens. And this actually gives a lot of officers data on areas that maybe in the past they never had access to. And that would actually allow them to know exactly how to detect a crime, how to reach the place, and how to handle the situation seamlessly. Yes, and uh, also I do believe that, God forbid, there's an accident on the roads in yep. Abu Dhabi. You know, even if some, no one calls the police or the ambulance, yeah. they will already know and detect that there's a collision on said road and they will send out emergency services. And again, we're looking at technology making our lives easier and safer. Not only, you know, uh, when detecting crimes, but on the road as well, which, you know, we do spend a lot of time on the road and, you know, commuting back to work, going out. I feel like we're always out doing something here because, again, the UAE never sleeps. So to be to, to know that you, we are in safe hands and to know that, you know, there's an eye watching this at all time. It's kind of like, you know, having your dad, you know, <laughs> overlooking you while you're doing some homework. Right. Hey, Baba, can you help me with this one? His eyes are always Always on on you. So thank you. Thank you uh, to uh, the the UAE police and uh, 
Uh, thank you to anyone who is working in these sectors because you are making our lives easier and safer. Absolutely. Now, this technology and the, the implementation of artificial intelligence in the police department has also helped when it comes to analyzing if there is a dangerous driver on the road because... Honestly, when there's a dangerous driver on the road, it is a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. Seconds matter dramatically and it could cost the life of one person, many people or no people at all. So what they are capable of doing when there's AI in the system is they can actually detect that there's a dangerous driver on the road before anyone makes the call. And they are able to kind of corner him wherever he is because you've got cameras everywhere and sensors everywhere. Um, Police officers also reveal that there are five different smart gates across the city of Abu Dhabi that communicate with each other. So they provide alerts to drivers when there is fog, when there is rain, different accidents or even traffic congestion on the road which can always be very helpful because then you can try and take alternative ways to avoid creating even more traffic. Yes, and finally, ladies and gentlemen, always take care of this. The smart system can also detect errant drivers, including those speeding, using mobile phones, and other violations. So if you do use your phone, not wearing your seatbelt, they will know and you will be, you know, find accordingly to the rules and regulations and the laws and regulations so always be safe on the road it's not only your life that we're talking about we're talking about all the other lives on you with that road things can change in a blink of an eye and we have ai to help us you know be safer on the road and thank you to everyone who does do their job and do their do and and drive safely not using mobile phones having a seatbelt on both hands on the wheel at all time and not driving with their legs do you know that one? Yeah, I, I it's mostly guys. I can't. They drive like, with their knees. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do you do it? If uh, I'm drinking, be honest. I, I've, I, I don't do it all the time. If I'm drinking water or something, I'm not do, I don't do it. If all I the if time. I gotta open something like a bottle of water, I'll be thirsty. Oh my, do it at the traffic signal. If I'm on the highway or something, but it's never with me on the left lane. Okay. So on the middle lane, please. If anyone's listening to me. I'm, I promise you I'm a safe driver. You guys can check my <laughs> records. I promise you. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's show, we are talking about a very important application for anyone living right here in the heart of Sharjah. This is an app that will allow you to do pretty much any governmental service. Pay for electricity bills. Check your uh, traffic fines and pay for them. You name it, this app is capable of doing it. To find out what is this application, keep all 95 locked. We'll be right back. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. Do you remember what we used to call the good old days of the smartphones? Were they even called smartphones back then? They're just cell phones because all they could do is text and and call, and that's pretty much all you did with them. But honestly, play Snake. Oh yes, I miss the miss that game so much. Um, but you know what? I feel like. These are days I would love to relive because they were days where we just, we communicated more, we spent more time with each other instead of staring at our screens. And our screen time wasn't like eight hours a day. It was basically when you needed to make a phone call and when you really needed to text someone because they weren't physically with you. Nokia was one of the biggest smartphone makers back in the day and now they are making a reappearance, not with smartphones, but with a new tablet. The question is, was it even worth the wait? Yes, now, well, the last time a Nokia-branded tablet was released, you know, it was uh, removed one year from selling its mobile business to Microsoft. And Facebook had recently bought WhatsApp for $19 million. And the Apple original watch had made its debut. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about (laughs) 
literally seven years ago, eight years ago. Yep. And if you remember, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was oh, yes. a big thing on Vine. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have TikTok. Vine. It, yeah. I mean, I feel like it was a century ago when it was popular. That's how long it's been since Nokia has came to the table. Now, again, we're looking at the last Nokia tablet being the N1, which was announced in 2014 and then released the following year. And then that is probably pretty much it when it does come to the old Nokia and the tablet game. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the tar- uh, we're looking at a very brand new tablet coming right out of Nokia, and it's the T20. And it does have a 10.4-inch display with bezels almost comparable to the latest iPad, which means is good enough to mirror a very sleek look. Yes, indeed. Now, the tablet market has definitely been growing over the past year, but after five quarters of growth driven by people wanting to buy these tablets for remote work, for remote learning, global shipments of tablets recorded their first decline since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic last year. Tablet shipments were actually at a high decline. Mm -hmm. We had a 9.5% annual decline to 42.3 million units in the third quarter of this year. Let's talk a little bit about what the Nokia tablet will offer for its users. Now, let's, you know, when it comes to design, just like described, Hani, it's very easily compared Mm -hmm. to the latest iPads. So it, it does have a sleek look, different colors, which is really nice. But when we talk about the screen quality, so the content on it looks quite vivid. However, there is one slight negative, which is you may have a tough time seeing what is on the screen when there is intense sunlight, which I feel like Nokia should have fixed this if they waited this long to release something. But nonetheless, they were trying. Um, Their resolution is also going to make up for that because they have a 2K resolution and a 4K display um, would definitely have been better. But it would have also resulted in a higher price, which they did not want that. They wanted something very budget conscious. Yeah. And talking about the screen and we're talking about intense sunlight. Well, (laughs) to be 100% honest, on my iPhone, when there's Mm -hmm. intense sunlight, I can't see anything either. So... I do believe it's just technology at this point, you know, and uh, the way these screens are made regarding intense sunlight. Now, at the core of the T20, Mm -hmm. talking about the performance here now, is the Unisoc T610 processor. And it's actually a Chinese chip company that does count Samsung, Motorola and Lenovo among its customers. So we're looking at a chip manufacturer that even does for the big dogs as well. Now, right here in the UAE, the tablet will come in a four gigabyte 64 gigabyte combination Mm. and the limited storage space could be an issue when your media files do pile up and it does come with a micro sd support of up to 512 gigs and that's having at least 128 of those gigs on board storage is ideal in the event that you need to you know expand and use that micro sd card and my most important thing is refresh rate Mm. we're looking at a refresh rate of 60 hertz and that is the standard one, even though at this point, uh, a there's lot of screens, there is fans f- yeah. uh, faster. We're looking at 144, 120 hertz, but 60, it's okay. You know, the iPads are 60. And uh, although the new iPhone 13, I do believe is at 144 hertz. <sighs> I love how smooth it feels. But again, if you want to do take photos, we're looking at an 8 megapixel rear, ca- rear camera and a 5 megapixel front camera you can use, but you will have to deal with 
with issues such as smudging and grainy results, especially in low light conditions, which again, I do believe the iPad has the same problem. Mm. So I don't feel like it's a big deal. I agree with you, um, especially because let's talk a little bit about the tough, the toughness of mm-hmm. Nokia. N- Nokia phones have always been known as the brick phones, like you um, referred to it. Sledgehammers. Yes, you can throw it; it will drop, and nothing will happen to it. Today's iPhones, you, it doesn't even fall a complete fall, and it's the screen mm-hmm. is yeah. damaged or it just doesn't open altogether. There's no common sense to it. So Nokia has always been known for how tough. Their glass is, how tough their quality is, and how, you know, relentless their phones can be. Mm-hmm. But with these new tablets, they're, they haven't really marketed it in this way. They didn't say anything about how tough the glass is. All we know is that it has limited protection against dust and water splashes. Even though they've always had that big reputation, to be fair, right here in the UAE and in different parts around the world, you're unlikely to have your tablet in a sandstorm or in rain Um, but having that strong aluminum material with the matte like finish covers in the back with the oval camera in a in the upper left corner but also kind of placed in a way where it's well protected will be a good marketing point Mm -hmm. what about battery life because aside from durability we also know nokia to be very well known for how optimum their battery can be um we know that you know back in the day a nokia phone on a charge of 90 percent could last you for what three days <laughs> yeah well i mean the nokia tablet nokia t20 omnia mm-hmm. um we're not looking at becoming a 100 percent ipad competitor mm-hmm. i do believe they will be uh, you know probably focusing on the android market the Sa- samsung galaxy tabs yeah but again they are positioning it as a mid-range tablet and it's only is sold only for 850 dirhams and you know for 850 dirhams a smart tablet that's pretty good because you can give your children that you don't have yeah. to use it yourself and when we look at the statistics that they shared or the numbers, uh, they do say that it can last, speaking of kids and movies, it can last them up to 10 hours for yeah. movies. So, I mean, that's a kid at least watching mm-hmm. a couple of movies a day. Um, 15 hours of surfing the web if you're not going to be watching movies on it. And it can last you up to seven hours for online meetings. So it's a great way to just have it on the go. Um, mm-hmm. Some YouTubers actually tested it out. And when watching YouTube for 10 hours a day, the battery only lost 16%, which is unheard of when we talk about, let's say, watching YouTube on your phone. You're at least going to be losing half of the yep. battery by half of the day. Yeah, so again, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking at this becoming a very, very good entry-level tablet type, of, uh, sorry, entry-level tablet for those who want to get into the tablet uh, era, but they're not really willing to spend that premium price yep. for Apple products. The name of the tablet is Nokia T20. The Nokia is making a comeback, and the question is, after you've known all of these details, is it worth the wait? 4215, let us know, is the Nokia T20 worth the wait. Check this out. Check this out. Today I'm going to be taking you and Hani, or we'll be both taking them, across a mobile virtual museum. This mm-hmm. is by far the craziest story I've ever come across. I remember yesterday um, I'm subscribed to um, a certain news outlet and it came up, it popped up to me and I'm like, what? what like does something like this even exist but apparently yes and some people love to collect old phones display them and have everyone kind of see the transition and the involvement 
of phones back from 1984 until today's day and age, the year of 2021. Yes, now the launch will be celebrated with an exhibition in London's, in London's Soho, which was co-hosted by a five-year sponsor, Vodafone, and it will be attended by prominent finger, uh, figures from the mobile industry. And from today, ladies and gentlemen, everybody can explore and learn about hundreds of the museum's collection of more than 2,100 unique handsets on the museum's website. And many of the cataloged handsets will be exhibited in the collection are detailed in high-resolution images and do come with the supporting background information. And that will feature technical specifications alongside interesting stories about the device's design, development features, and launch. And again, we use mobile phones every single day, so why not learn a little bit history about these mobile phones Mm -hmm. and attend this museum. But you know what else I want you guys to attend? Yes. Friday, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're talking about Khan. We're talking about the National Day celebration. And ladies and gentlemen, it's on Khan Beach. You're going to have Abdul Karim Hanif and Rania Saadi from the Morning Majlis being there to celebrate National Day. Yes, indeed. We have a live show taking place on Friday, 26th of November. Mark your calendar between 5 and 7 p.m. We are going to be exploring the beauty of Khorfakan through the eyes of Abdul Karim and Rania Saadi. They have a special dedicated show that is going to be showcasing the different activities and celebrations that are taking there. But they're also having a lot of prizes for everyone. So we've got eight different winners. They're going to be getting 500 dirhams each for total number of prizes of 4,000 dirhams. So... These presenters are going to be choosing a couple of questions and you have a chance to win this cash if you're able to answer them. So to give you more details on the location, just like uh, Hani mentioned, it is taking place at Khorfakan Beach. um, And we are very excited to get to share with you a snippet of what Khorfakan has to offer for everyone and celebrate the UAE National Day with all of you. Yes. And again, ladies and gentlemen, Khorfakan is a beautiful, beautiful place. It will be on Khorfakan Beach. The weather is amazing. You have a chance to win prizes. There's plenty of parking space available, which is always important, especially when we're talking about National Day celebrations. Things get crowded very, very quickly. Yes, and again, um, who doesn't want, you know, uh, parking places (laughs) all over the place? So again, guys, go over to Khorfakan Beach near, um, and it will be overlooking the Oman Sea and the mountains from the other side. We will, they will have a lot of restaurants, food trucks, and cafes around. And you can come meet the presenters and take part in the competition for your chance to win cash prizes. But the most important thing <laughs> out of that all, out of this all, is don't forget to bring a jacket as it does get pretty chilly in the evening. I'm so happy we're talking about it getting a little chilly. Finally, finally mm-hmm. winter is around the corner. Yes, and that will all be happening tomorrow, 5 to 7 p.m. at Khorfakan Beach. Go over there, take some Instagram stories and pictures and do tag us. We will repost and reshare your stories and you can finally meet the morning, not, not the full morning majlis yeah, team. part of the morning Part of the morning majlis team. team. <laughs> Abdul Karim Hanif and Rania Saadi. But ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today. We'll be seeing you guys tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse. 95.